Today's episode of The Doctor's Companion is brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. companion i'm scott corelli and i'm matt smith but not that matt smith uh, and today we are talking about the second episode of the seventh series of uh doctor who and uh that is dinosaurs on a spaceship but before we men- we talk about that i do want to mention that we are from mindrobber.net which is the home side of mindrobber productions our production company where currently we only talk about things on podcasts uh maybe more things in the future i don't know We'll see how it goes. It's coming. That's the point. Yes. (laughs) Specifically uh, on this one where we talk about Doctor Who and our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about everything else that isn't Doctor Who. And if you like our shows, you should review them on iTunes because that helps us out. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, uh, maybe you feel like sharing something cool, you can email those things to podcast at mindrobber.net. Or if you want to start a discussion, you can go to the website mindrobber.net and leave a comment on this post or other posts for other episodes that we have there uh, and leave your comments and we will have a conversation with you. Matt, how are you? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I just watched Dinosaurs on a Spaceship for the second time. Which yes. Is fun. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, I guess, I don't know, let's, let's talk about Dinosaur on the Spaceship. I think the thing, uh, we mentioned it, I think a little bit last week, but this, uh, this is, this is written by Chris Chibnall, who's also going to be writing, or has written The Power of Three, we just haven't seen it yet, obviously it exists, it's airing in two weeks. Um, he's, re- so he's writing two episodes this season. Uh, they're both in this half of the season. Uh, previously, he wrote the Solarian two-parter um, from season five and 42? Yes. 42, yeah. From series three. From series three. Um, <clears throat> so, Chris Chibnall, uh, if you guys – I don't think – Matt and I never talked about it on, on, on the air before, but uh, I don't know if you guys have – Longtime listeners or not, but when I watched those first uh, those Silurian episodes, I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, <laughs> I liked the second episode more than the first, but I think that the first is just really boring. And I think that you could have taken both episodes and really just made it a really excellent streamlined one part episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was not a, there wasn't enough there for two episodes there just yeah. wasn't yeah well we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks but yeah I I had I didn't I don't think I minded it so much the first time uh, I remember like oh, almost every other story in the fifth season was really engaging and for this and for the Silurian one which I was really looking forward to I was just like yeah all right like all right fine mm-hmm. and like love no the redesign one, I I oh I love the redesign um but but I like no one would talk about 
like the only reason those episodes are significant is because of what happens at the end of the second one. Like that's it. Um, because when I rewatched it, I was just bored out of my mind. I was just like, this is not great. Uh, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, we'll talk about it more, but it doesn't help that it's just a complete rehash of the original Silurian story. And I think I had, I think I had just watched the original for the first time and then mm-hmm. i was also listening to big finish and had just gotten to their silurian story and all three are very similar <laughs> very 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 similar um and you i mean it's it's weird to see like you just don't see anyone do anything interesting with the silurians because they're they're all just so tied up to their premise um right but right. yeah so 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 we come to uh ex silurians on a spaceship and um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is, I guess, the big reveal in this. Um, although you think you get sort of a fake out reveal because you think that the baddie is going to be a big reveal, um, or they set him up like such, and then it's not. Uh, which is, um, oh, I've heard rumors that people think people think at least for these, like that this season is going to be that's sort of going to be the running gag is that nobody knows who the doctor is. I'm going to get tired of that really fast because I'll be honest, I'm already tired of it. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's fine if nobody knows him as long as he doesn't keep commenting on the fact that nobody knows him. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's that's getting irritating. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have have more to say on it, but go on. Go on. Yeah. Um, So here's what I'll say about Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. I think – that it's a fun episode with little to no other purpose than to just be kind of fun and silly and that's it. And it doesn't yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. it just doesn't have any like grand ramifications, which is fine, but it makes it hard for me to love the episode because it doesn't do anything. Mhm. Um it's just sort of a romp, which again is fine and entertaining and enjoyable. I just didn't get anything out of it, I guess. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I am. <laughs> it's also it's also really uh, it's really fast paced. Um, like if you think about everything that happens before the title title card sequence, it's like three minutes of footage, and it is a ridiculous amount of stuff. <laughs> Chris, Chris Chibnall tries to write a Stephen Moffat story. Goes too far. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I really don't think it was bad. Um, I just didn't care. Yeah, which is possibly worse. I think my feelings are very similar. Like, I watched it, and I was left cold by it. I thought there were some interesting things, but, um, I mean, we'll talk more about various specifics later, but, like, I don't know. It's, like, it's one of the things where it's, like, the only person who should be doing the Stephen Moffat fast-paced episode is the, is Stephen Moffat because he's the only person who can like really pull it off. I think at, at least sometimes, at least partially. <laughs> um, like Wedding Reverse Song went too far. Asylum almost went too far. Um, but like this is like Chris Chibnall trying to ape Stephen Moffat, and like it it results in what I think might be his strongest script. I mean, it might be. And yet, I don't think that says a whole lot about his output. Um, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I watched it the first time. I thought it was okay. But watching it the second time, I was just really bored. Like, I was uh-huh. I was just, I was so bored. Because it was just, 
it's all plot. There's there's a little. It's very contrived in places where it's like, well, we're just gonna shortcut this a little bit here and do this a little bit here. It makes some weird choices that I don't think help it at all. Um, yeah. Uh, and and I mean, we'll talk about it more. But like, I just I don't know. I, I walked I walked into my house today to to rewatch because I was I, I don't know it's just this idea where I was like I have to go watch dinosaurs on a spaceship and like I just realized that my problem with this episode is it's very indicative of uh, the Sherlock problem and like if you go back and listen to our mind robbers on Sherlock which was I think our third episode um, I made a big deal and said look if you're gonna do Sherlock and make an event television make an event television don't don't do it as like a television series. And Moffat wants five stories that are event television. And in, and so he slapped up a premise, said dinosaurs on a spaceship, and then said, "Yeah, this is going to be fine." And this just I mean, outside of the premise, and I'll just say up front, I'm not a huge dinosaurs fan. I used to be when I was very much younger, but I think I just my interest shifted. There's nothing special about this. It is very generic. It is very rote, um, and it's very dull. And if you're going to do event television, do event television, but don't like just I don't know. It just feels like it's like you have five episodes left, and they I feel like they wasted one. Um, mm-hmm. Bring on the power of three! Yeah, woo! Um, so that's <laughs> that's where I am. I don't know. I just I didn't like it. I really didn't. And I mean, it was fine. It's fun. I mean, I know a lot of people came out and said, "Wow, this was really delightful." But it's like, how many of those people watched it a second time? Like, this doesn't play well again. Like, if you mm-hmm. watch it again, it does not play very well on replay- replayability. And honestly. The best Doctor Who stories are replayable. That that is just fact. Like there are there are stories that you can just play over and over and over again ad nauseum, um, and this isn't one of them. And that's I mean that's very damning as far as I'm concerned when it comes to Doctor Who. Um, mm-hmm. And that's I mean that's just it was just a lot of the Doctor walking around going, "This is awesome! Isn't this awesome? Hey everybody, look how awesome this thing is." <laughs> It's like the Christmas special all over again. Yeah, it's just it was just like it was, you know, fifty minutes of that. Yeah, uh, and I just you know that's you can do that once in an episode and it's fine, but when the whole episode is that, you got a problem. Yeah, I mean it was really like the <laughs> the the story really just shoots it all up front where like nothing is cooler than the the dinosaurs in the opening teaser where they burst through the door and then they just come right for the camera and knock it aside and it's really like whoa and then everything else just feels very detached from the dinosaurs <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just, and, and there's nothing i mean there's just there's 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 nothing to it and it's like uh, you you get every promise that you want in the first 5 minutes which is how long that teaser was and then the rest of it is all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's more to talk about, which we can yeah. talk about. And, uh, but before we get to like, the details of the episode, I want to remind everybody that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where uh, right now you can purchase our book of the month, Wednesday Comics, which features uh, story oversized stories by Brian Azzarello, Eduardo Rizzo, Neil Gaiman, Mike Allred, Paul Pope, Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor. Adam and Joe Kubert, Carl Kerschel, and many, many, many more. Uh, it's a giant oversized book of, like, Sunday funnies-style uh, uh, one-page comics. Uh, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's only $29.99, um, which is 40% off. 
the suggested retail price of forty nine ninety nine. And remember, all orders get fifty dollars, or all all orders <laughs> over fifty dollars get free shipping. So all orders get fifty dollars. All orders, all orders over fifty dollars get free shipping. Uh, thanks to InStockTrades.com. Go there, buy some comic books. Uh, okay, so let's let me talk about what my biggest problem with this episode is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of minor quibbles, but this is my biggest issue with this. Why? Why is Rory's dad in this story? I know why. I know exactly why he's in this story. Because at the end of the episode, they need two people from the same gene sequence to fly the ship away. That's literally the reason. Ugh. (laughs) That's awful. But, you know, that's the whole thing. This whole episode. The problem with this episode is that it's not a story. It's just a plot. Like, it's just a plot laid over. And it's, like, just a bunch of running around. And it's just a bunch of plot. Like, that's the biggest problem with this. Like, at the end, the climax... Every single character except for Amy, everyone is ser- – and Rory, I suppose, um, is serving a function of the plot. Uh, uh, Rory's dad is flying the ship because he's the only one who can because he's linked with Rory. Nefertiti, Nefertiti is a uh, – I'll save her. Uh, Lestrade, because he's never going to be anything but Lestrade. Um, Lestrade is a dino hunter, so he's hunting dinos. And Nefertiti is being a damsel in distress despite being a badass queen. So – there you go. I mean, that's, I mean, but that's the whole climax. Like everything, all the characters service the plot rather than the plot, like servicing the characters. And that's like, mm-hmm. that's where this whole thing just kind of falls apart. Cause no, we just, have, we only have three more episodes of the ponds. Yeah. And, and that was, with three episodes left, we get this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like there's some, there's some interesting stuff there. I mean, I guess the, Amy being the doctor was nice, but they were so obvious about it. Like it's it's and mm-hmm. I guess they I guess they have to do that because generic Joe Q Doctor Who watcher public dude d- doesn't pick up on the companions can be the doctor to de facto companion sometimes if that makes sense. Um and so like you have Amy being when Amy's the doctor like she just she just stops being Amy, like, and it's really weird, like, yeah. and she's the and she's the doctor in a way where it's like, she just stops being Amy, and it feels like kind of a waste of a character, like, oh, would you please stop flirting? Like, that's just a doctor line. Like, that's just a doctor line. It's weird. It's bizarre. It's just yeah. bizarre. And there's and there's that really painfully obvious foreshadowing scene, uh, where she accuses the doctor of. Um, trying to wean her and Rory off of him and, and adventures with him. And he's like, no, no, that's ridiculous. That's not what I'm doing. We're going to be together for the long haul. You're, you're going to be, you're going to be with me. You're going to be with me till the end or till, till the end of me. And, or yeah, till the end of me. And he, she's like, or the end of me. And then they look at each other and I'm like, (laughs) Oh, okay. So she's going to die in episode five. (laughs) Did you just like, did you really just spoil episode five? Is that yeah. what you just did? Well, we'll see. Because it sure feels like it. <laughs> He's hinting at something bad. Um, Yeah, and I mean, like, that was... Even that scene, like, that was probably the strongest scene in the whole episode. But even then, like, I liked it more the first time, and it could barely hold my attention the first time. 
<laughs> like the second time I was just like, all right, uh, all right, okay, all right, okay. Because at that point, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I I was completely off the story because it's just so like plot happens when plot needs to. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, let's not go to the engine room because we can't turn the ship around. And then... <laughs> And then the doc- the doctor's like, I can't turn the ship around. And then at the end, he's just like, oh, let's go to the engine room. Why? Because I want to turn the ship around. Why didn't you think of that before? Because I didn't. It's like, no, but you... <sighs> like, it just doesn't... It Like, it literally doesn't make any sense. Like, why the doctor wouldn't investigate the engine room first doesn't make any sense to me. At all. Yeah. yeah. At all. And then... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that Saul Metstein or Metstein... Uh, the director saw Iron Man and was like, I'm going to do all computer shots just like that now. Because <laughs> how many through-the-monitor computer shots did we get in this episode? Quite a number. Quite a number. I mean, and I can think of six off the top of my head. At least, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a lot. Uh, too many. Yeah. It's too many. Yeah. And like and like I get it if you want to go for something that's like voyeuristic, but there's nothing voyeuristic about this story. Like they're like intruders on board and they never like mention why like it never bothers uh Filch at all. Like it just never bothers him. It's really just like <laughs> Like where are, where are these monitors? Like what are you trying to tell me with a shot? It's it's weird. That said, I think he I think he did a fine job. I don't have anything to complain about too much. So Remember that time that he kicked the dog? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was if if ever I saw a kick the puppy moment, that was the <laughs> puppy yeah. moment. Where he's like where he's like, I'm not afraid of you and he just snaps his fingers and the robot goes over and just executes a dinosaur. For no reason. Like, for no reason. It's like, well, we knew this guy was a douche, but, like, why do you... Why do you have Wasn't it enough when he when he, when he he had uh, the doctor ready to help him, but he shot Rory's dad anyway? Wasn't that bad enough? Wasn't that the kick the dog moment? Did we really need another one? You'd think so. You'd think so, but apparently not. <laughs> like, apparently, apparently not. It's just... It's just like, oh, God. Like, we get that he's a bad guy. He has a scar on his face. He <laughs> talks like a bad guy. He's got a feather boa. <laughs> and he uh, and he walks on canes. And he's really grumpy. And he's taking the, the, the flirty queen hostage. We get it. You don't need to have him kick the puppy. And, I mean, I guess the kick the puppy moment is, like, the moment where the doctor says, eh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let this guy burn. Like, which is... A whole nother discussion. Um, but it like it still is just like it's just like, yeah, let's just pile that on. And it's like I don't we don't it's just like it's it I was watching it and I was just like when when they shot the when they fired the first shot of the triceratops, I was like, Wow, kick the puppy. Wow, mm-hmm. he just kicked the puppy. And like they don't even try for any sort of subtlety to it. It's so black and white and kind of like, ah, eh, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Um I wasn't a big fan of the two robots either. Oh, I did. I hated the two robots. Yeah, they I were really, them. they were really terrible. Yeah, and um, that has, it has nothing to do with Mitchell and Webb, who are the two British comics who voiced them. They're very famous. They did Peep Show and stuff. But it was all, it was all just their dialogue. I just, I didn't like it at all. It no, was like, no, it was just, it was really stupid, um, and obvious stuff, and uh, just unnecessary. Yeah. They're, they didn't they weren't they didn't really need to be there. 
Like, it was just more crap scooped on top of this episode. (laughs) I mean, that's what it was. I just... I mean, did this episode really... Didn't it have enough crap? Did we really need more? It's weird that this episode was called Robots on a Spaceship. That's really the weirdest thing about it. Yeah. And I'm not the first person to point that out, but, like, it's like... Do you need the robots? And, like, the the thing is, like, okay, I get this, – and this is a Stephen Moffat problem, I, and, and it has nothing to do with his writing. I get that Stephen Moffat wants Doctor Who to be big and expensive and whatever, but did we really need in an episode called Dinosaurs on a Spaceship to see dinosaurs on a beach? Like, d- didn't I watch this to have dinosaurs on a spaceship and not a – not a beach. And, like, my complaint is just, like, okay, you went and did a really expensive location shoot that everyone knew about for what? No reason. Like, yeah. there's just, there's, there's, there's literally no reason for it other than to do it. And, I mean, I'm pretty not... sure it looked like the same area it where they... it was. It was. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the same area where they where they shot uh, angels, right? And 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 um and uh, uh, the Bad Wolf Bay stuff, like it's the same, oh, right? It's yeah. the same location, so they love it. But it's like th- that can't have been cheap. Like it can't have been cheap, especially because Angels is like the most expensive Doctor Who story ever, or something. Um, but like <laughs> like why? Like I watched the beach scene and I'm like, this is contributing nothing to anything. Like. You did this so you could have a pterodactyl scene. Why not have pterodactyls in a in a in your spaceship? Like, I mean, I don't like put the pterodactyls on a spaceship. Don't put them in a cave. I don't want to see them. Like, I don't want to see them on a beach. I and and I mean that's like I guess that's a quibble, but it's like why do an episode called Dinosaurs in a Spaceship and have them on a beach? Just do Jurassic Park. Like, just do Jurassic Park. If you want to do that? It, I don't know. Just bothers me. Just bothers me. Cause it doesn't. Ugh. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't contribute to anything. And think about that. They spent all that money on that. And yeah. fine, you're going to spend money on really big, expensive sets, which, by the way, one of the big selling points on this episode beforehand with behind the scenes was they're like, it's the biggest sets we've ever built. It's really expensive. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, these are not impressive sets. No. Like, <laughs> they look like they, I mean, uh, I, the whole time I was watching this, I felt like. This is the most classic Who that Ma- the Matt Smith era has ever felt, and not in a good way. Yeah, it's it's so generic. It's so generic everywhere. Yeah. Um, and like I guess that they were saving their their pennies for the dinosaurs, but it's like <laughs> you can't you can't just throw money at it and be like expect it to be impressive because I guess their thing was like they're really tall and really wide. It's like yeah. Um, Corridors being tall and wide don't matter to me. Giant ballrooms matter to me. Like the the scene in Alien where 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 the um the 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 uh, where they find the eggs is really impressive. Like that set. Yeah. Is, yeah, that set is massive. Like, don't tell me it's a big set and do this. Like, I've seen way bigger sets on your show. Like, <laughs> and more recently, and more recently, it's just it's crazy. It's just really crazy. I don't understand. I don't understand. So, uh, so that, that's, I mean, that's, and that's, a, I don't know, they could just use, they could use the money elsewhere. Like, you could use that, you could use that beach money elsewhere. Like, why not? Why not? You have other expensive ideas. Save it, put it on a spaceship, and just, I don't know, whatever, whatever. Um, uh, what was the other one? Oh, okay, so, uh, I guess we should talk about the fact that the doctor just 
leaves the bad guy to just die. Um, <laughs> or rather, executes him passively. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Yeah. yeah. And then the doctor took off in the TARDIS. <laughs> Instead of escape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the subway crashed. <laughs> Except, you know what? At least with the subway cl- crash, like, Liam Neeson could, like, jump for it or something. But, like, you just, you sent his ship off to die, and it's a really dark moment. Fine. You want to have the Doctor go dark? That's fine. But there's something that I noticed earlier that I think, I don't think anyone else I mean, other people probably have noticed, but it gets very... It's, it, it, it speaks ill to me, which is when the Doctor is mending Solomon's leg, there's a moment where Solomon says something and the Doctor has to apply a lot of pressure or something. And it's, a, it's an acting choice that Matt Smith makes, which is the Doctor almost gets a perverse, sadistic pleasure on his face when he's zapping Solomon's leg and healing it. I don't know if you saw that, but it really was jarring to me. Um, Really, really jarring. And I'm wondering if they do anything with that or if that was just a one-off decision because Solomon's kind of a jerk. But it was just, I don't know, it felt it felt odd because uh, <laughs> lesson number one we should take from the Colin Baker years, don't make a sadistic doctor. Just don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, we're border, I don't know, we're bordering into weird territory um, as far as I'm concerned with that because... I mean, it's not an accident, but it's, uh, I mean, the, 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 the Solomon spaceship thing is not an accident, but it still is, uh, questionable, I think. Yeah, I don't, I just, not a fan <laughs> of this episode. Yeah. You know what this episode did for me, though? Like, in terms of, in, in terms of the Matt Smith Doctor, uh, so long, and I'm just saying this, and this is, this is a I don't know. This is really hurting. This this hurts me. But I love Matt Smith as a doctor. I really do. And not just because, I mean, we're name buddies. But, <laughs> I, I I mean, I got it, right? But so long as Moffat is writing Matt Smith, Matt Smith will never be my favorite doctor. Period. I don't care. Um, and I know that a lot of people have sworn allegiance, and that's fine. Your doctor is your doctor, but... So long as the doctor has a Christmas list, um, and it's not yeah. the Christmas list that bothers me. It's the it's the real immaturity that comes with it, like just the, a lack of maturity. And mm-hmm. so long as he's very wildly varying in tone, like the kiss from Rory, which is literally just fan service at that point, like just fan service. Um, Matt Smith cannot be my doctor. I'm sorry. That's just, I mean, that's the end of story. I might change my mind next week, but... It's just, it's not, it's not going to happen. And that really <laughs> bums me out. But it's just like, because he, all the potential is there, but I feel like the potential is used in ways that are not for me. And that's really unfortunate, I think. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I agree with you. I mean, that's, that's the most unfortunate side effect of uh, this new, for lack of better term, creator-owned doctors. Uh, as, as like the new series has been doing, um, you know, we, we don't, we don't get to see what David Tennant being, uh, David Tennant's doctor show run by, uh, Stephen Moffat looks like, and we're not going to see Matt Smith 
uh, a show run by anyone but Stephen Moffat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they are they're owned by their creator. Whereas you know in the classic Who days, you would have a Doctor, and a lot of them would outlive the showrunners. Mm-hmm. Which and was cool because you got you got cool eras like the first three seasons of Tom Baker, and then you got to compare those to later seasons with Tom Baker, mm-hmm. and it's just. That's that's interesting and it's fun to look at, but um, instead, you know, and I'm I'm actually I'm terrified of of Stephen Moffat continuing past Matt Smith because I've seen what his version of quote unquote different female characters are, uh, so I'm afraid that we're just going to get another Matt Smith Doctor. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. kind of defeats the whole purpose of yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, I mean, it'd be easier to to see him... Like, it'd be easier to make the judgment call after we get the 12th Doctor and Stephen Moffat is still on board. Because compare, like, Eccleston to Tennant. Like, they're, they have similar sensibilities, but Davies really did a good job of tailoring it to the performer. And I'm wondering how much of the, as you like to call it, and I love, I love the term, uh, cat in the hat doctor. Like, I'm wondering how much of the cat in the hat doctor is a result of Moffat's interpretation of Matt Smith or how much of that is Matt Smith and Moffat discussing the character or how much of that is pure Moffat. Um, and I guess the only way to find out would be a 12th doctor, but I'm also afraid of getting a 12th doctor and having it be a cat in the hat. Yeah, I'm just sick of the cat in the hat. Yeah. I really, I really, the cat in the bow tie. Yeah, t- t- the twelfth Doctor, played by Mike Myers, played. Oh by Mike. God! <laughs> let's, oh, that was let's funny. Just no. <laughs> let's never mention that again. Uh, it was funny. Um, but yeah, and that's like, and that's what I think. It just bothers me about this story is like it just it, this story because it's because it's so Moffat-esque because Chibnall really dials into the Moffat everything like God the just the doctor basically saying well first of all you start with the doctor in Egypt having apparently just gotten it on with Nefertiti Nefertiti which is a whole discussion um, and I, I don't, don't think they got it on. She was all over him in a way that made it seem like they got it on. No, I don't think they did. I think they just had an adventure, and she wanted to have sex with him. That's how I took it. And then he was uncomfortable with that mm. idea. Mm. Well, that, she got that's how I took it. I don't know. She got some later anyway, so who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you, you, then you, have the, you have the Egypt thing, and then he jumps forward in time to 2347, and then he jumps back in time to 1905 to pick up Alan Quartermain, Lestrade, whatever his name is, and then you have him jump to the present where he picks up Amy Rory and, his, and the dad, and then you have them get on this dinosaur spaceship. And it's like, you know, that is as Moffat as anything gets. Like, that is, that is just, like, that is just Pandora opens turned up to 20. Like, that's what it is. And, like... That's, that's fine, I guess, but, like, I just, I feel like I've seen it so many times that it's just become super standard. Like, super, super standard, and I don't, I don't know. It just, all, all those, just, all of Chibnall's choices in this just bring up my quibbles with the Moffat era. And I haven't even talked about women issues, so applause to me for that. <laughs> uh. Too much, too much. I did mention it once, I apologize, but, uh... But- but uh, but, but I, I would like to applaud myself for not going back to that well, unless they really deserve it. 
Yeah. So there's also uh, there was also a lot of weird humor, and and I I say that only oh because oh my god, <laughs> it's just my balls. I that is the worst joke. I, I couldn't believe it was happening. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, he's gonna pull balls out of his pocket. Oh my god, they just did that joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, on Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess that's fine, but it's just like. <sighs> How many times have I seen that joke? Yeah. Like, how many times have I seen that joke? It's just like... It's it's the banana in my pocket joke. I mean, it's the uh, same joke. Uh, it's... I, not, a, not, a, not a fan. Um, not a fan. No. So I, especially not in Doctor Who. No, no. That's no all. business being here. Yeah, so... Especially... And then there was that odd, really weird possible rape thing where it was like, wow, that got really dark. Like that, uh-huh. got, that got like that got really dark, and I guess that their whole point is like it flies over kids' heads, and it's like I guess, but like that threat is uncomfortable. I I don't know, and and it's probably it probably hurts that I'm not 12 years old and watching this, but that threat is uncomfortable because kids do not understand that threat. Like, I will just say, if a kid understands that threat, it's terrifying. If they don't understand the threat, it's even more terrifying because they understand that some really bad mojo is happening right now. And, like, wh- like, what are you supposed to do with that? Like, what are you supposed to do with that? Like, you just said mm. that this guy will literally rape this, this queen of Egypt into submission. Like, all right. I, I, okay, where are we going from here? <laughs> I, don't know. Uh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then, and then she just, and then instead of putting up a fight, she just stands around in the cockpit and waits for the doctor to save her. Uh, so that was that that happened. Um. <laughs> I'm not. I just. I just. Ugh. This episode. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it's also okay. I'm sorry. I'm complaining, but also like I know I we're don't... gonna get a negative review talking about how uh, we should just be writing. Doctor Who fanfic again. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't care because this episode, no, this episode is not winning any awards, guys. This is not going to go on the Hugo list next year. Um, it's not. Uh, I don't, why, why, why does it, okay, the doctor brings along a hunter to hunt dinosaurs and then says, don't shoot or kill the dinosaurs. And then there's a big thing where it's like the ending of this episode. I don't care if they're velociraptors. This guy is still shooting dinosaurs. And it's like, I don't know. I don't find enjoyment from guns on Doctor Who. I like Doctor Who as, and and this is a preference thing. I like Doctor Who without guns. I think Doctor Who is way more interesting without guns. Um, or at least not by anyone the doctor employs. Like it's just it's like that's where you're bordering on the doctor brings K9 onto the ship and oh yeah, by the way, K9 has a laser cannon and can shoot people and the doctor doesn't seem to care. Um it's just it's weird and it's not for me. It's just it's not. It's not. Yeah. For me. This this episode's not for me, guys. I'm sorry. If you liked it, fine. That's that's that is fine. I'm just I'm telling you I didn't, so you can go enjoy the things that I don't enjoy. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's not a that's not a judgment call. A lot of people like vengeance on Veros. A lot of people do. Not for me. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> not for me. Uh, what do you? We didn't talk about this last week. Uh, what do you think of the updated title card sequence? Uh, I. Th- uh... 
I don't know. I liked it. I, with, well, the, I, with the festive Doctor Who logo. Yeah, the festive, like, like theme Doctor Who logo, which works really well for, um, for uh, Daleks and dinosaurs, because, you know, Dalek bomb scales. But what is it next week? Like, bullet holes? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I don't... Yeah, my I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't mind. It's weird because it's like Stephen Moffat's trying to class up the joint and still writing jokes about my balls. Um, with uh. with the with the with the different title card, like the the font is just much more adult and serious. I mm-hmm. think, and it, which is in direct juxtaposition <laughs> of an episode called Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, right? Which is and like, everything featured within, right? Or an episode except called for Sci- the rape. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> because rape is serious and wins you awards. Um, so, oh, I'm getting letters for that one. Um, so, but like, I don't know. I watch it, and I really love the Matt Smith title sequence. I think I still prefer the the Davies one because there's a lot of energy to the Davies one. And I, my problem with the Moffat has always been that it lacks a little energy sometimes. Um, <clears throat> for some reason, when watching this. Is it just me or does it seem blurrier? Like, it seems like a muddier, blurrier version of the Vortex. And it's like, I don't know. I like something a little crisper. I like something that, I don't know. It worked before and it made a change. And I don't think I love the change as much as I probably should. But whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not crazy about the change to the Vortex. I like the change in the lettering, how it fades in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do know. like that. I do like that. I I, like I that. dig that a lot. Uh, I don't like the themed uh, Doctor Who logo. I really hate that actually. Um, like a lot. Uh, like I remember <laughs> I was watching it, and when when the thing when the when the when Matt Smith like faded in and then faded out, I was like, ooh. And then, like I like every time it did it, I was like, "Ooh, I think I like that." And then it did the Dalek bumps on the Doctor Who logo, and I was like, "What? Gross!" <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then the scales this week, I was like, "Oh my god, they're that's what they're ew no yeah I don't want that yeah I don't I, I hate it I hate that yeah um, I like the fading I just I don't think that the I'm a big fan of like season five era uh the the vortex title card sequence yeah i just it, it i well i love it i just i i loved the new uh the new version of the theme and i just i i loved everything about that season five title sequence and i don't think it changed in season six it didn't it didn't okay yeah so season five season six that's where it's at for me this i'm not i'm not crazy about yeah it doesn't i don't i don't love it but like there is a there is a like a there is a badassness to the way that the TARDIS flips over and it's like, yeah, it would go. But it's like, I don't know the, the blurry muddy feel of it where it's like, it's a little bit darker is like, it makes it feel a little depressing. Yeah. Which yeah. maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. But... Yeah. They're going for depressing and doing a story called dinosaurs on a spaceship. That's well, cause doing. maybe it's like hinting at what's to come in episode five. Yeah, you know one would be a really great time to just hammer you with sudden depression? Episode 5. Yeah, How about well, that? Look, about that? I'm not making the show. I don't ha- I can't control that. So stop God getting angry. God damn it, angry. Scott. Why uh, hurry up. Stop hurry getting up. angry. Stop. <laughs> I can't do anything to help you. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So anyway, that's dinosaurs on a spaceship, I guess. Thumbs down. Yeah. Thumbs uh, down. Before we move on, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS is a site that lets you order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, anything else you can get from a local comic book shop. Uh, you can place your orders uh, like three-ish months, two to three months in advance uh, with monthly discount specials up to 75% off. Uh, regular discounts of forty percent off. Ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like. You only pay six ninety five and flat rate shipping. So thanks to DCBService.com. Next week is gonna be a good one. Uh, <laughs> next week is uh, for those of you who have been listening since last season, you know that we are big Toby Whithouse fans. And every time one of his episodes comes up, uh, we're in a good place. So next week is uh, A Town Called Mercy, written by Toby Whithouse. Western. There's a gunslinger who's a cyborg. I'm in. Yeah. And you know what the best part is? And maybe I'm giving... And I, I, I hope I'm not, but maybe I'm giving... But but I think I'm... I hope I'm not giving Toby Whithouse too much credit. The thing that really excited me about the God Complex last year is like, yeah, that looks pretty good. And then the episode... And like, I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, that looks pretty good. And the episode was nothing like what I thought would be in the trailer. Like... Nothing. So I'm hoping for a lot of surprises next mm. week. And it looks like it looks like we'll get it. So I'm, ex- I'm in. I'm in. Town, town Called Mercy. Yeah. Good title. At least, at least uh, Toby Whithouse, we know, knows how to structure stories. which is mm-hmm. nice. And yeah. then the week after that, more Chris Chibnall. Woo! Chris Chibnall month continues. I just realized that, uh, that, uh, 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 this whole this whole first five episodes is like uh what is what is that called when when it's this the, like race car it's like spelt the same forward as it is backwards uh palindrome palindrome yeah it's a palindrome yeah yeah that is weird Moffat Chibnall Whithouse Chibnall Moffat yeah I also noticed while you were reading the copy that um. Uh, Moffat has Moffat, if nothing else, is very consistent. The first non-Moffat story of Moffat seasons is incredibly boring. So, uh, see, I, I, man, I will, I will defend the beast below. No, nope, no, nope, dying breath. That's a Moffat story. That's a oh, Moffat story. Okay, okay. The first non-Moffat story of a season is always boring. Victory yeah. of the Daleks, Curse of the Black Pearl, and now Invasion of the uh, not Invasion of the Dinosaurs, which is way <laughs> better than this, by the way. If you want great dinosaurs, Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Is that the John last Hurry. time dinosaurs were featured on Doctor Who? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, you're the historian. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. You have a well, master's well, that, degree in Doctor Who. What are you but doing? But that's the other thing. But that's the thing, man. <laughs> I that's the other thing I forgot to mention. I hated the Silurian name dropping, but man, they made that work because Silurians were around during the dinosaur age. So like they would have put they would have Noah's Ark a bunch of dinosaurs and oh, set right. them into space. I was I was like, you know what? Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> that was well done. That was well done. And now because everyone turned it off because you read the copy, <laughs> no one gets to hear the part where I defended the episode for a change. Yeah, everyone's already <laughs> turned it off in disgust. Yeah. Well. Uh, sorry, guys. We didn't like it. <laughs> sorry. Um, I, 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 like I said, I don't think. I still, I don't know. It's. You really have to take your brain out for this one. Yes. Yes. It's a thing where, like, I can watch it. I'm fine. 
it's not it's not the worst episode of of Doctor Who. No, uh, no. Uh, by a long shot. It's just not the best by a long shot. <laughs> it's very, very, very average. I I'd say mediocre, but that's me. What mediocre average? It's similar. It's um, kind of the uh, same. But, but similar, yeah, on the right? <laughs> on the bright side, they're doing blockbuster Doctor Who. They're still doing it. It's just that in this case, this was more transformers than i like um yeah town called mercy looks good though although i will say watching the trailer again i got very much a cowboys versus aliens (laughs) vibe like big time that i didn't get any other time it was just this time i was like oh right blockbuster movies (laughs) i see what you did there yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I get that. Um. They also. They also wasted. Um. They wasted opportunity to have Lestrade say "clever girl," which I think. Why not? Um. But yeah, uh, that's that is a wasted opportunity. <laughs> also, Filch should have been eaten on a toilet. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. I think it could have saved this episode. Yeah. Why? You know what I wanted? Here's what I wanted. Here's <laughs> what could have saved it. People are like dinosaurs on a spaceship. What more do you need to know? How about this? You have robots on a spaceship and you have dinosaurs on a spaceship. Where's my dinosaur versus robot fight? That's my uh, question. What? what? You're what totally a, right. Yeah. What a wasted opportunity. Put a dinosaur and a robot on a spaceship and fine. He's a really annoying robot. Okay. Him being Spider-Man quippy while fighting a dinosaur. That's it. That's all I wanted. That's all I would want. Okay, that's that is that is really going above and beyond the call. But because they just like shot pretty low. Eh, eh, eh. Oh, man. What a waste. <laughs> I, I OK, let me I, I will say this. I will say this credit where credits due. They did not do the water is shaking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which feels like it would have fit in perfectly in the episode we got. But they didn't go there, which is nice. Do Good waves count? Do waves count as water shaking? No. Okay. That's not right. the same kind. Of Sorry, thing. I'm still miffed about why there's beaches in this episode. Because there's a beach in a there's there's beaches on a spaceship. I wish that it had been, this had been called beaches on a spaceship, and it was just a spaceship full of women, and all the people who were like Moffat gets women would suddenly be proven wrong. Beaches on a spaceship. There's people who say that. I'm sorry. There's no, there there who... are people who are ardent Moffat defenders. Clearly, he's not listening to them when he deleted his Twitter account, so whatever. Did he really? Yeah, did you not hear about this? Moffat totally deleted his Twitter account. Quietly, while Dinosaurs on a Spaceship was airing. Quietly. This happened. And he said it was apparently too much of a distraction. People are just like, he just can't, he just doesn't want to take the negativity. And it's like, all right, well, don't take the criticism that would make your show better. Wow, I didn't know he deleted it. I knew yeah. that he was asking if there was a way to block people from seeing certain people from seeing his account or no, something. No, it's it's gone. It's gone. He just deleted it. Yeah, it's gone. Huh. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Eh, well, on this on on the bright side, I won't have any lowered expectations to go into episodes anymore because man, he talked this one up. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he won't be talking up. That's weird. That's going to be a weird Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Without Moffat like doing his thing. That's yeah. bizarre. Yeah, and honestly, I don't feel like following his wife for Doctor Who updates because well, quite frankly, she's not the person who's on Doctor Who. So there no, you go. No, she's not. Caroline Skinner is. 
Right, and I'm not following her, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's it for this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, next week also directed by Saul Mertstein, Mertstein, Metstein, Metstein. Sure, Metstein. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's directing the next one. Uh so that's two in a row from him. Um it does does is is Brian coming back? I thought he was gonna be in two episodes. Is he coming back for the fifth one? I don't know. Maybe they'll do something with him in the second one. Oh snap. <laughs> uh oh no, he's coming back in the power of three. He's in the power of three. Oh great. More Chris Chibnall writing characters. <laughs> writing that same character that he had no purpose. <laughs> oh, dude God. the first time the, the first time i watched it i was like why like they're like he just doesn't get out all he does is play golf i completely miss that like they're just like they're just like here's his backstory and then they're just like and here's him looking at the earth which was the best part i was like you know what i would do that i would do that yeah i would just, i, I would don't do know that. where he got a box lunch from <laughs> the doctor just has those oh the doctor okay. just has those. yeah no don't you know that's that's a that's a thing in the tardis now I love box lunches. Oh boy, <laughs> box lunches are cool. Oh god. Okay. I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I'm really sorry. I promise. Look, we will probably gush next week, so we're just evening this out. That's all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you know what? I'm. Oh god, I can't wait for next week. Um, I know. Uh, it's so the episode bad. that I the mo was the most looking forward to. Oh, of all of them, easily. Yeah. Easily. God, yeah. easily. So easily. Yeah. The Town Call Mercy, then probably uh, the uh, the Angels episode. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> and then, so guys, we're almost done with the season. Yeah, next week we'll be more than halfway done. Yeah. Uh, halfway <laughs> through watching A Town Called Mercy, we're halfway done. So we're forty percent of the way done with this current this current run of Doctor Who. Good job, guys! Event television, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like you know when you do a year end list, you, if you if you have six episodes come out in a year, all six gotta really just kick your ass. Doctor Who's not going to be on my top five. No nope. saying. No saying. That's depressing. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.